Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that all of our listeners know everything there is to know about bubble seasons and the collective whale. I'm Rachel, your baseball guru, and sitting right next to me is... I'm Nancy, I am your basketball enthusiast, and I am very enthusiastic! And... (laughs) On a slight delay, we have... And I'm I'm not sitting with Nancy. <laughs> oh, I know it's sad. I'm not sitting with Nancy and Rachel. I'm on the other coast, the correct coast. <laughs> and I am your, your hockey aficionado and enthusiast. And like Nancy, I am quite enthusiastic. I will be honest, though. The Flyers are playing right now, and that's it's hurting my heart a I'm little bit. I'm sorry. Are you going to be distracted this whole time? The war- I'm going to try not to be distracted. Okay. The Warriors start at seven, so like we got we got an hour and a half here, guys. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Well, before we get into any of that, we are going to uh, look at women's sports first and what's going on in the wonderful world of American women's professional sports. Uh, let's start off with soccer. Yeah. So uh, I entirely meant to message our uh, foul puck correspondent, soccer correspondent, Mandy. Uh, and then the thought entirely left my brain between sometime this morning and sometime this afternoon, as as they do. Um, but the the news is that the there's there's multiple pieces of news here. The first news is that the uh, national women's soccer team is playing right now. That's the U.S. national team, not the individual teams of the National Women's Soccer League. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are playing. I know they were playing today against Colombia. The thing that I could not run down, and maybe if I talk about it long enough, Rebecca will Google it for me, (laughs) is what the hell they're playing in right now. So, like, clearly they're playing other countries, but I couldn't figure out if it was, like, a FIFA thing or, like, the Americas thing, because it was Colombia, so, like, South America, you know. Um, I wager they're playing in a stadium, Nancy. They're playing in Orlando, actually. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> in fact. Camping World Stadium. Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll take your word I happen for to it. know that one. Okay. Um, but as we've discussed before, the U.S. national team for the for women's soccer is pulled from all of the existing nine teams. Uh, so it's, you know, the best of the best, and that makes it very fun to watch. Rebecca, what have you found? <laughs> I believe... I believe that these are the Olympic qualifiers. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Well, cool. Well, hmm. now, or no, that's a lie. Okay. Those Why are you lying happened. to the us, Olympic Rebecca? qualifiers. <laughs> the Olympic qualifiers happened in 2020. I, w- I was wondering about that as the Olympics and were supposed to have happened in 2020. Yeah. Well, it's confusing because it goes straight from 2020 to the game that's happening today, to a game that's happening in, I don't know. It looks like this is the She Believes Cup. Huh. I think I saw that, but I don't know what that is. You know, like I was trying to find the bigger context. And and, and this, this is an interesting thing because, um, you know, it's one of our pet peeves here on the pod that like women's sports doesn't effectively get their information out very well. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised about this because the women's soccer teams actually usually do a terrific job, comparatively, at least. Um, but like when I went and looked at the US national team's Twitter, it was like all very like raw, raw pictures. And like, these are our fans. I was like, that's great. But I want to know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> like, 
you know, and I could find information about this game. It's at X time. It's against Columbia. You can watch it here, which was, again, terrific. But, but like, why? Why? <laughs> exactly. Like, I want the bigger context here, please. So, so, so the She Believes Cup apparently is the, it's the sixth annual one. It's not actually happening until February. This might just be a game that's happening right now. Okay. It doesn't, it may not be part of anything, but the She Believes Cup is um, it's a, an initiative to inspire and empower women and girls to achieve their goals in sport and beyond. <laughs> and that's an international thing? Yes. <laughs> USA, Brazil, Japan, Canada. But they were playing Colombia. Well, this is a different thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that, that I, I don't think I don't think the game today is part of anything. They're playing Columbia again on Friday, but there's no... So maybe just Columbia called us up and was like, like, hey, y'all want to get together and play soccer this weekend? Columbia's bored. Yeah. (laughs) They played all the neighboring countries. They're like, what up, U.S.? I mean, that's brave of them. I don't know that I would fly to the U.S. to play a game right now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) All right. Well, Mandy, if we have just, like, bared our whole ass on this podcast... (laughs) Please feel free to follow up with us. <laughs> Let us know what the hell we are not. Women's soccer, colon, why? <laughs> so, but there is other, like, really good news about women's soccer. So unrelated to the game today, um, as you may recall, uh, first of all, launching in 2021, there is a brand new club bringing them to 10, which was Racing Louisville. Um, with the very nice sort of lavender design with some, like, you know, little fleur-de-lis on Mm. it. Uh, And they're starting this year. And then it was announced at the end of the Challenge Cup last year, summer 2020, that there would be a new one in L.A., Angel City FC. Um, And apparently they just announced this week that there will be a women's soccer team in Sacramento. Yes, so when we can support. Yes, we can go to games once there is no more plague. (laughs) Uh, So that's super exciting. There is apparently no information on it whatsoever. We do not know. So no team name. No team name, no team colors, no team crest, nothing. I guess, uh, I had not heard this, but I guess they're launching a men's soccer team in Sacramento in 2023. Um, And so this is like owned by the same people. Mm -hmm. So presumably it will be a tie-in, a counterpart to whatever the men's club is, which I didn't read about because who cares? Um, (laughs) Who needs more men's sports? Exactly. Um, So, but the women's team is launching a year ahead of that. So they'll launch in 2022. The men will launch in 2023. Uh, but yeah, there's no no information as of yet. But I was super excited because that's, I mean, it's not like super close, but it's reasonable driving distance. Yeah, yeah like an hour, you know. So what's a good Sacramento-based mascot? What would you suggest? I have no idea. It's a really good question. Um, they've got a big river, if, the Sacramento River. If my favorite murder is any indication, it should be like... The trash fire? The Sacramento beiges. yeah. Sacramento yeah. beiges. So, wow. I, yes, I admit, I moved out here to California with some very strong prejudices in Sacramento is against Sacramento because of... I like Sacramento. Yes, I know. And that was, it was strange it's to me that people town. were talking about it as though it wasn't, you know, <laughs> a constant tire fire. 
Um, and I've driven by it. It seemed perfectly nice. There was no stench coming through the, the window. <laughs> no. So uh, it's got orchards and a nice river. No, by. it wasn't. Not at all. It's got good museums. It's got Old Town Sacramento, which is a delight. <laughs> it's the state capital. Come on, y'all. Yeah, but Tallahassee is the state capital of Florida. Sure. That's a fair point. So the Sacramento Old Towns. Sure. <laughs> They've got a really cool train museum. Um, Sacramento Choo Choo's? No. I was just oh, going to say that! Not for women's team. That's no, no, no. No, that is way too easily uh, swapped around some of those letters. Let's not. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, there's lots of orchards. That could be That could be a thing. I feel like what's the... There's a minor league baseball team there, but I don't remember what they are. Yeah. I would know. They like the bees or something. Yeah, I want to say the the like the monarchs or something. I want to say it's insect based, but yeah, I agree. That seems yeah. true. I mean, the Sacramento Kings are the yeah base or the basketball team. So like, you could go with that. You could have the Sacramento Monarchs. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, you've already got the Utah Royals. Oh, who are moving? I guess the the Utah. I think, I think the Utah soccer teams are moving to Kansas City. Because there was this whole dust up with the ownership group there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, after the Challenge Cup, so I'm not sure what's happening there. But the 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 Utah soccer teams are the Royals, the Monarchs, and Real Salt Lake, I think. So you might run into problems there. Um, hmm. But I don't know if they'll change their names if they go to Kansas City. Um, so that's super cool. I'm really excited about that. Um, now we just need a WNBA team either in the Bay area or in Sacramento. I don't care which either is fine with me. Um, cause we've got, we've got the sharks, we've got the A's, we've got the giants, we've got the warriors. Now we need WNBA. And if we get women's soccer, we will be set. <laughs> we could get an NWHL team too. That'd be fine. I'd be into yeah. that, but there aren't any of those West of I think Minnesota's the furthest west. Oh, yeah. It's not even one in Southern California? Mm-mm. No. Well, so. speaking of NWHL, mm-hmm. Rebecca, would you like to update us? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> so the the NWHL is going to have a quote-unquote season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taking place in uh, end of January, beginning of February, like the 23rd through the 4th. So part yeah, of the reason two weeks. it's so... Yeah, it's... it's Part of the reason it's so truncated is because all of these women have full-time jobs. And so they have to figure out how to get a whole season in with minimal travel and logistics. Um, and so they they ended up just, you know, cutting it a real short season. So there are... together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there are, um, I want to say, like, four regular quote-unquote regular season games and then it goes immediately into the playoffs and then the semifinals are on Thursday, February 4th and the finals are on Friday, February 5th. Now, the cool thing is um, Mm -hmm. NBC Sports is going to be broadcasting the entirety of the semifinals and the finals. So you, like, um, the... um, the league has usually streamed their games on Twitch, which they're still going to do for the regular season and early playoffs. But the fact that it's going to get actual NBC Sports time for the for the semifinals and the and the final is pretty cool. Um, and they're going to be doing the whole thing in uh, Lake Placid. Um, okay. And 
Oh yeah. So so they do have some COVID protocols. Um, players have to be tested 72 hours before they leave for Lake Placid. Again, before they enter enter, and then they get tested throughout the tournament. Um, <clears throat> Looks, and they've been being tested all fall, I guess, because they started practices, I want to say, in October or November, and they've been pe- tested, I want to say, weekly since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it looks like um, they should, during the um, during the tournament, they should have like a six to eight hour turnaround time for the COVID tests, which is pretty incredible. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And... It is its own, you know, little bubble. Um, they're going to be in a hotel. Like, all of the teams are in the same hotel, and they can only go from the hotel to the rink, which is nearby. Um, so, it, it, you know, exciting that they are getting to have a season, because it would have been very, mm-hmm. very easy for them to not have a season at all. Um, right. So even though it's only two weeks, it's still cool that they get to have a season. And again, that it gets broadcast... Um, on national sports, like regular TV, is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It is, and and I'm I'm planning to watch that. I'm gonna try and watch as many of the streamed games as I can. Um, but a lot of the, they're like during the day. Yeah, there's so, like three a day at like yeah. one, four, and seven or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I definitely want to watch the semifinals and the finals. And I was I was digging into it a little bit because we had each picked our teams. Uh, Rachel is for the singular whale. The Connecticut whale, yes. Uh, I had gone for the Minnesota Whitecaps, and Rebecca, you were rooting for the Metropolitan Riveters. That's correct. So I was looking at the uh, at the various Twitter accounts of them, and Rebecca, I don't know if you have seen the Riveters tweet of their captains, but they did like a badass photo shoot of them, and they look cool as hell. Yeah, actually, uh, and the woman who did the photo shoot, Kate Freeze, she does photos, like live in-game photos for the Flyers, too. Um, but, oh, wow. So she, I, I follow her on Twitter. She's, she's a great follow, and she really does do incredible photographs. Um, yeah. And so... The fact that a Flyers photographer gets to do this, it also means that the mm-hmm. Riveters are going to get that that much more press and exposure right. because people follow Kate. Um, they're right. going to see this as well. Yeah, That's those awesome. those photos are pretty yeah. awesome. Could you spell her last name so we could find listeners can find the Twitter account? Sure, her account is Kate Freeze Photo. K A T E F R E S E Photo. Okay, great. Yeah. Those were really cool. Um, And I also saw a thing that I thought was really neat that was talking about the growth of the social media accounts for each of the teams. I guess they've really shown increased growth this year, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, And they did add the new team, the Toronto Six, I -hmm. think is what it's called, Um, which is a questionable choice of name, but (laughs) whatever, whatever. Um, so that was cool, and then they were showing, you know, which which teams have uh, have picked up. Um, so it seems like there's there's actually starting to be a little bit of buzz around this, and then added to the fact that they are going to be on, you know, not like not one of the big three channels, but an actual, you know, real sports network right. still counts, yeah. and yeah. that's still progress for them. Um, and I guess there has been talk of adding additional teams next year, but I don't think there's anything solid. And you know uh, what? Yet. Frankly, I'd be surprised if they added new teams next year, 
because it's been such a yeah, weird year with this everything year. that's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Oh, one of the fun things that I was seeing online was, uh, you know, they were doing what many sports have done, which is to sell cutouts yes. to put in the stands. And it was really cute. I was seeing a lot of, um, I think the Toronto Six were getting, had a whole bunch of uh, the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. players who were going to be in the stands. Yeah. So Jess can be very proud of her <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. They're, they're, they are going, quote unquote, going yep. to Lake Placid and will be in the stands. The WNBA players did a bunch as well. Um, so the Seattle Storm, who I oh, follow. Oh, that's awesome. Um, like divvied it up. So they have like two Storm players in the stands for each of the six in WHL oh, teams. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? That's really yeah. no. So that's, I don't know. No, it's not cute. Like, if that's really thoughtful. It I don't want to. I don't want to minimize it by calling too. it cute. No, no, no. no. But, but it's also it's very sweet. Yeah. I think is what yeah. you're, you're getting at. Um, and they, I'm really curious, and I haven't looked it up at all. If they like picked which team, or if they just like sort of like drew straws, yeah. or if they, you know. Um, and then I saw a few other WNBA teams, like there were a couple of the Las Vegas Aces that were going to go again in quotes, go (laughs) for one of the other teams. And I just thought it was really nice. I was seeing lots of both the men's hockey teams and the WNBA and baseball, like demonstrating public support for them, which I thought was super cool. And I was frankly a little surprised by, so, (laughs) um, well, and, and you know what? I also think, so um, NBC, yeah, NBC has added two women hockey players to their announcing team. Yes. And I think that that's going to have to do something with it as well. Like, I I mean, I would love to see more than two women. um, Yes. But Mm -hmm. having two women in this predominantly male Mm -hmm. world um, being part of the mm-hmm. broadcast team is pretty cool. Um, and I think it, mm-hmm. I think just by their being there, just by them being there, it brings awareness to the fact that, hey, women play this sport too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. So. All right. Well, is that uh, what we need to know about the upcoming NWHL season? Yep. I think that's what we got. What day does it kick off, Rebecca? Do you remember? 24th? Uh, 20- is it the 24th? 23rd or 24th, yeah. Uh, 23rd, Saturday. Okay, great. Okay. Well, y'all shut up Oh, that's this Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh, wow, that's coming up fast. Yep. Okay. All right. So I do have a Tale from the Negro League segment prepared for you today. Um, There were, it's less a tale this time and more of an actual current event, believe it or not. Uh, so the Negro Leagues are now a major league, which you may have heard. Uh, so the question I kind of want to answer about that this time is, so what? (laughs) Okay. So a little over one month ago, if you can remember that far back, the MLB made a big announcement. To commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues, they would officially be considered major leagues. Essentially, when you hear the commentators say, this has only happened twice in the history of Major League Baseball, that fun fact will now officially include the games that took place under the banner of the Golden Age of the Negro Leagues from 1920 to 1948. That's really cool. Well, I like that. In theory, anyway. Yeah. Uh, So what we're talking about here is in 1969, a special committee on baseball records met to determine, among other things, what to count in terms of quote-unquote Major League Baseball. 
and they ultimately recognized six major leagues since 1876, none of which counted any of the versions of Negro League Baseball that rose, rose and fell between the Reconstruction era all the way up to the 1960s. And according to the press, the press release uh, by the commissioner's office recently, it is MLB's view that the committee's 1969 omission of the Negro Leagues from consideration was clearly an error that demands today's designation. Okay, so in practical terms, what does this mean? Well, move over Hugh Duffy of the 1894 Boston Bean Eaters because your pathetic <laughs> 440 batting average compares in comparison to Josh Gibson's 441 set in 1943 with the Homestead Grays. Now, Gibson also bested Barry Bonds' 762 career home runs with well over 800, according to his Negro Leagues Hall of Fame plaque. Wow. So that's right. Recall all of your baseball cards and records book because they are useless now. <laughs> we are revamping everything. The Hall of Fame, the statues, the history books that... Wait. Wait, what's that? I'm just getting word that we're, we're not. <laughs> we're not doing any of that yet. Okay, so what are we doing? Nothing. Uh, let's see. The MLB is partnering with the Elias Sports Bureau to, quote work with historians and other experts in the field to, re to evaluate the relevant issues and reach conclusions upon the completion of that process. Um, okay, so that sounds like fun. That so sounds like that something actually... that's going to go on in the background <laughs> and just like disappear into obscurity. Yeah, so, so let's take a look at what that's actually going to look like. Uh, so for that, we'll ask the head of Elias Sports Bureau's editorial department, John LaBombarda. Okay, as for what records are going to be broken, there's no way to tell yet until we have seen all the data. Okay, okay. Yes, I've already seen tweets that Josh Gibson hold, now holds the major league record for highest batting average in a season. That's fantastic, but we have not, and Major League Baseball has not made any announcement like that. What? Uh, but, okay. That's not an announcement. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. numbers. That's not how numbers work. And according the, to like Ray numbers, Sanchez numbers CNN, don't mean something only if you announce them. <laughs> well, we'll get to the issue with the data in just a second. So according to Ray Sanchez at CNN, most of Josh Gibson's homers, quote, came not in league sanctioned games, but in exhibitions played against former big leaders, big leaguers and white semi pro teams. And here, of course, is the catch. Great. The Negro Leagues count now. But which games count? Which teams? What does a quote-unquote major league career consist of when a player plays for multiple teams in multiple leagues in the space of a year, in an officially sanctioned game in the morning and a barnstorming match at night? What about the records that were destroyed or never kept in the first place? Which opponents do the modern white people think were good enough for the pa past black players to have their achievements count? Are we here to truly acknowledge the contribution of an equal league of players, or are we here to split hairs until nobody gives a shit anymore? So, as Rebecca was alluding to, I'm not saying this was, in itself, the wrong move by the MLB, but like the Cleveland baseball team recently announcing that it was dropping the long-reviled Indians part of its name, eventually, you know, when it figures out the rebranding an unspecified number of years from now, while it continues to use the name in the meantime. This announcement is more about rich white guys patting themselves on the back. Congratulations, we now recognize you as equals, which you definitely weren't before. Could we have done this on the 87th anniversary of the Negro Leagues? Or even the 99th anniversary? Well, sure, but where's the branding opportunity? You should just be happy that we're finally recognizing the thing you created and we drained of life. 
Also, we waited until nearly every Negro leaguer was dead to do it. So, I mean, you could certainly argue that there's no true downside to this in a practical sense. However, also in a practical sense, there's not a whole lot of upside to it either. Are kids going to suddenly start referring to Babe Ruth as the white Josh Gibson because the NLB <laughs> commissioner put out a press release? Will people learn the names of the Kansas City Monarchs or the Oakland Larks or the many, 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 many <laughs> giants the way they do the names of Yankees or Dodgers past? So this is one of the announcements that it's easy to be glib about as it is to be cynical, but it's hard to know yet if it actually means anything. The best case scenario, if you ask me, sees historical research disseminated widely and baseball commentators doing everything they can to educate themselves on the new statistics until we do hear names, not only like Jackie Robinson and Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson, but also the names we've never heard before. Names that newbies like me can't find easily on Wikipedia the night before we're recording this. <laughs> when it filters down to the play-by-play, -play, only then can we really say that something's changed. So I'll end with a quote from writer Bill Thompson of the blog Beyond the Box Score. Bullet Rogan isn't a major leaguer because MLB says he's a major leaguer. He's a major leaguer because he played in the Negro Major Leagues. MLB's recognition was never needed for that to be true. Instead, the organization that segregated the game and pillaged communities of color is taking credit for ele elevating the leagues that defined the opposition to their racist ways. Can we insert a sound of a mic dropping? <laughs> yeah, we'll get our, our Foley people on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to have to wait and see what, if anything, changes right. from this. Yeah, it feels like one of those things that could really play out in two ways. Like, either it's actually a good starting point and, like, people will build on it and it will become more. Mm -hmm. Or it's entirely an ass-covering platitude which will disappear quickly from everyone's consciousness. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I know which one of those I'd put money on, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, we can see, we can see what happens. You know, it probably is just going to take one or two broadcasting teams to really like embrace it for, yeah. for it to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would hope, especially the national broadcasting teams, um, you know, who also have a little bit more time to fill because they're not talking, you know, as, as much in terms of individual players and, you know, teams. Yeah. yeah. Individual players following team statistics, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, kind of along the same. I mean, it's not the same, but it's in the same vein. Um, today, um, the NHL is recognizing Willie O'Ree, who was the first black right. um, player in the NHL. Um, and I was I was talking with somebody about this earlier today. And I mean, everybody's wearing a little a sticker on their helmet that has his number on it. And they're doing little retrospectives and things like that. And yeah. I'm like, can we can we I, I don't want to diminish the the importance of Willie O'Ree joining the league, right? And everything that he did and but but he's like the only quote unquote black ambassador to the sport, right? We've had yeah, 20 black players, 40 black players since then. And so because of that, we have to put Willie O'Ree, well we don't have to, but the league puts Willie O'Ree on a pedestal and makes him the face of everything that has to do mm -hmm. with 
diversity and inclusion. Um, and and I, I feel a little bit the same way that like they're doing it for lip service. Like yeah. it's important to recognize, but you got to do something else alongside it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're still going to be. NLB does. I was other. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about Willie O'Ree and like maybe Matt Dumba, um, and JT Brown in the next fifty years, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I realize it's a bit different for MLB because there have been, fortunately, um, more than two. You know, one black player per team <laughs> since then. But um, yeah, I think that uh, all that the league does to celebrate Jackie Robinson. It's kind of like, well, we've, we've checked that box off, mm-hmm, you know, right. um, and so we'll, we'll see yeah. how this progresses. All right. Well, do we want to go ahead and uh, give our, our update on the, the secondary leagues, the men's leagues? I think we can do that. Okay. We'll pay them a little attention if we feel like it. Okay. Well, we haven't heard about basketball yet. So, Nancy, why don't you tell us how basketball's going? Wow, that is a face. <laughs> the uh, emoji with the big open smile. That is Nancy's face. She right did now. say she was uh, feeling quite enthusiastic. She did. So, uh, <clears throat> so the Warriors. So the Warriors. So the Warriors. You say with a smile for the first time in quite a while. Don't suck. <laughs> Amazing. It's terrific. <laughs> um, How far are so, we into the season? Um, fuck if I know. Like, a couple weeks. Okay. She says, like, it's not my job to know that. <laughs> they don't suck, I but just... I don't actually know how many games they played. <laughs> I don't know how many games they played, but the ones that I watched were good, which is exciting. <laughs> so, 12. We're 12 games in, because okay. I just looked up the stats, and it was 6-6. Six and six. So, um, and I can do math, and that means there were 12 Yay! games. They're playing game number 13 tonight. So... The Warriors... Wait, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt real quick, Nancy? I think it's important to um, note that we took an unintentional hiatus. Like, we just we just all kind of needed the break. So we haven't done this yes. in about a month. And I, I'm guessing that if you're listening to this, you can tell. But, but, <laughs> I, do, but I do want to acknowledge it, that, that we have to find our own rhythm again. Like, which we barely... Yes. Before yes. we took a break. <laughs> and Shush, now we have to try to find break. it again. I don't so know what you're talking about. You know, bear with us. <laughs> okay, no. six and six. We are, we are a delight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and our <laughs> listeners know that. I hope so. We're skating on charisma right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Warriors. So last we talked, uh, the Warriors had a, uh, a forgetful previous season. Uh, forgettable. Forgettable. Forgettable previous season last year they did not go to the bubble they were not good enough to qualify to go to the bubble even though the bubble included like all but i want to say six teams yeah <laughs> uh, but that's okay they had a long they had a long stint and a couple of the things that they did while they were on extended rest um <clears throat> remember how to play basketball yes awesome apparently mm. that's one thing um but they also picked up this 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 child named james wiseman uh who was a real gamble he is 19. He is approximately three stories tall mm-hmm. um, and can reach another story with his arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, because, you know, they normally when they are drafting players, 
they go and they watch them play and they have them and come and work out with their team and, you know, couldn't do any of that this year. And also the college seasons shut down real, real early. So there was very limited video footage. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and all the players were out of practice because they haven't been able to play. So the Warriors gambled on James Wiseman, who had an even smaller record than a lot of the draftees. Um, and he has worked out great. <laughs> That was a good gamble. <laughs> uh, so that's that's thing number one. James Wiseman. I mean, he's he's still a rookie. He's still nineteen. Like he's very obviously learning, but he is incredibly gifted, and he's learning quickly. Is yes, he, Rebecca. Is he the one who said the other day, "I have to act like a seven footer"? Did you see that quote? I, I didn't hear it. No, uh, I didn't somebody see that quote. somebody in the NBA said, you know, I I gotta I gotta just act like a seven footer now. You know, I've got things to cross off my bucket list, like helping old ladies reach things on high shelves at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I have no idea. You need to Google that because yeah. I need to know who that was. Um, so he's terrific. He's really and and one of the things that they have struggled a little bit with with rookies in past years is they've had a couple come in, sort of, you know. Uh, feeling themselves, if we want to put it that way. Uh, question. Yes. Not literally. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> that was not what I was referencing. Um, he has come in very humble, very ready to play, and very ready to learn, which is amazing. Um, so that's been paying off. He can catch the ball and just slam it into the basket because, as I mentioned, he can just already reach everything anyway. So he just, like, reaches down to yeah, dunk it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, basically, yes. <laughs> and he's also very good at getting rebounds, which is super important um, because one of the big problems the Warriors had had last year with no Clay Thompson is their defense sucked. <laughs> um, but he's really helping with a lot of that stuff. So that's terrific. Uh, Draymond Green did not have a great season last year. I love Draymond Green. He is a defensive powerhouse, and he is underrated as an important piece of the Warriors, I think. And part of the reason he's underrated is because, bless him, when there's not a reason to put forth an effort, he's not going to put forth an effort. (laughs) And I don't blame him in the slightest for it. Because part of his game is very, very physical, and he is what we call undersized in the NBA, which means he's only 6'7". Oh, my God. What uh, a what a infant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tiny. Still call, still taller than Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. By four inches, oh my God. yes. Yeah. Um, but the roles that he plays, which are typically power forward or center, are the sort of like 6'9", 7'1". Yeah. Like, those are the big guys, and he's not. Uh, so... The way that he plays, he tends to take a lot of getting bumped around, getting knocked to the floor. So if he doesn't feel like you're going to win the game or if you're not going for the playoffs, he's not going to do that, right? Which, fair. Can't argue with that. So last season, it was very clear they were not getting anywhere, and Draymond Green did not bring his A game because why? Because there was no point (laughs) Um, to it. Because there was no point to it. This year, he's bringing his A-game, and he's really taken on teaching James Wiseman in particular, which is terrific, because Draymond Green is just incredibly smart uh, in terms of, like, seeing the game unfold around him, predicting what people are going to do, controlling the action on the floor. And so having him, you know, on the floor coach the new kid is fantastic. So that's great. 
Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre Jr. were two new pieces. They added Andrew Wiggins like last year, but pretty early on. Um, and then Kelly Oubre Jr. They picked up as a trade in the in the off season this year. Uh, Andrew they Wiggins working out quite as well. They? They're, they're doing okay. So Andrew Wiggins is having a good solid season now. The complication there is that he has had good solid seasons before, and then at some point the wheels all come off and oh. crashes and burns. <laughs> yeah. So his previous team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, are. Uh, Kind of going, yeah, 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 we've seen this, just wait, right? <laughs> but the Warriors so far feel pretty good about him. He is he is defending pretty well. He is shooting more uh, than he was before. And he seems to be figuring out how to settle into the rotation pretty effectively, which is great. Um, it's easier for him with Steph Curry on the team because the thing that teams have been doing to Steph Curry is mobbing him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So because it's effective, if you yeah, it's effective. He can't and you got to watch off. him, or he's yeah, you got to watch him, or he's going to score. But that means if you can get somebody else on the floor who can score, like James Wiseman, like Andrew Wiggins, then that's that's helpful, right? Kelly Oubre Jr. has had a rougher start to the season, but he's clearly trying. And one of the things I really love about him is he has a ton of energy, which the Warriors also lacked last year. Um, so even though he's been really struggling with his shot, but he keeps trying. And That's he's also good. trying on everything else. Like he gets out there and he is running hard and he is bouncing around and he is, you know, like really putting forth some effort. So I feel like that's, that's nice going to come. I feel good about that. Yeah. 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 And they've split the games so far. Six and six. They are number nine in the Western Conference, which is solidly right in the middle of the pack, which is great. Considering what they came in at. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steph Curry had a record-setting game against Portland uh, a week ago, which I saw live and was amazing. He dropped 62 points in the game, uh, which was, I think it was 137 points total. So that's basically half <laughs> the points were Steph Curry's. <laughs> um, that's a new record. He broke Clay Thompson's record, mm. which had been 60 <laughs> like two years ago. Um, That's impressive. And it's really impressive. Yep. And the best part was that uh, previously, so Damian Lillard, who's on the Portland Trailblazers, is from Oakland. Uh, and there's a little bit of a friendly rivalry between him and the Warriors because he really wanted to be on the Warriors because he's an Oakland guy. Right? Yeah. Um, so he had come last year and held the record for the most number of points scored in the Chase Center, which is the Warriors' new home center, right? Which was kind of a, like, in-your-face kind of move, right? Yeah. I'm at least it was an Oakland guy. Yeah, but... yeah, right. I was like, if anybody's going to own that, at least it's Dame. But, you know, still a little weird. Yeah. So Steph Curry <laughs> took that right back from him. And it was a game against the Portland Trailblazers. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, there was a little, a little tit for tat there. Uh, so I feel real good about the Warriors. I'm real happy with them, how they're doing. They, I also think that they, you know, assuming that they stay injury free, um, (laughs) they, I think have a lot of potential. I am not going to go out on any kind of limb and say they're going to win the championship or anything like that. I think that would be exceptionally unlikely, but I will say that it won't surprise me if they make the playoffs, um, you know, six, seven, eight seed. That's good. I, I'd buy that's it. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's entirely plausible. How, 
And after last year, that feels great. <laughs> yes. Uh, how truncated <laughs> yes. is the season this year? Ten games short. It's a seventy-two game oh, season okay. instead of an eight. Okay, so still season. a substantial still season. substantial yeah. season. Yeah, we're twelve games in. Um, there has been a lot of controversy that I haven't paid too much attention to, so I'm not going to talk about it at length. But uh, so far, they have not paused the season or let teams skip games. So there have been a few teams that have had real problems fielding a big enough team to play. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. something about that. They only I, had just some team only had just enough guys. Yeah. Like, I think the, the 76ers played a game with seven guys <laughs> or something yeah. like that, which is like literally less than half the roster. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. There is speculation that the NBA might pause the season at some point, but it's unclear yeah. if they will. And as you know, the commentators I listen to have said, pause like, it for what purpose? What's it going to change exactly? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do unless you force them to quarantine or force a bubble? Like, nothing is going to improve, right? So why bother? Just keep playing. Yeah. Well, maybe if we just stop and ignore it for a little while, it'll go away. Is that mean, how yeah, we've been treating everything? Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Warriors. I'm super excited. I feel really good. And it's one of those where it's like, you know, I don't, I don't need them to win everything. I'm not invested in that so much, but it's, it's good to see them clicking and good to see them having a good time. Like I watched one of their losses Mm -hmm. recently and it was really close. Like they, they fought a good fight. They were playing well. They made the other team really work for it. They lost by a frustratingly small number of points in the end, but it was like, you could tell they were still, you know, it wasn't like they gave up in the fourth quarter. It wasn't like they were making stupid mistakes. It wasn't a blowout. It's hard to be on the other end of a blowout game after game after game. So how have they changed the, or have they changed like the structure of the league or the games? Like are the, is there's no bubble. They're just traveling. (laughs) Nope. But there, there was, (laughs) sorry, there was a, one Canadian team, right? They were going to be in Louisville. Yep, the Raptors. Do you know where they ended up? Yeah. I don't know where okay. they ended up. I haven't paid attention to that because they're Eastern Conference. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I just... But speaking of the Eastern Conference... I was just curious because uh, I know they were they were originally yeah. slated to be in yeah. Louisville. And then they were like, I no, fuck you. I think they ended up in New York somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I think they might have ended up in upstate New York somewhere. But I'm not okay. sure. I really don't know. Uh, but the Eastern Conference does have one thing that I am currently very amused by. So uh, Kevin Durant, who used to be on the Warriors, helped them win a couple championships, who is an exceptionally talented basketball player and also um, has some uh, some ego challenges. Mm. I mean, the challenge isn't that his ego is too small. <laughs> I'll say that. The challenge is that he pays too much attention to things in the outside world and what people are saying about him, and he lets it get under his skin. Mm. Um, it's, so it's not even really that his ego is too big. It's that it's his skin is too thin, yeah. I think. So he's one. Uh, he's on the Brooklyn Nets now with Kyrie Irving, mm. who is also an incredibly talented player, but is batshit ah. crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, he's a flat earther. Like, he's... Like oh yeah, that shit crazy yeah he's, yeah he's not plugged into our reality no no yes. he's not okay. um and he's uh I I shouldn't say that shit crazy that's that's ableist of me I suppose um, or derogatory but you get what I'm trying yeah. to communicate here he's cuckoo bananas um 
Yes, thank yeah. you. That's a much better. I mean, way to put I, that. the way I see it, mental illness and crazy are two entirely yes, different concepts. Yes, thank you. I think that's the the differentiation I'm making. But but I, I understand that not everybody feels that way. So apologies for for bad phrasing. In any case, Kyrie Irving is uh, an interesting individual with some unusual opinions about things. <laughs> False beliefs. From alternative facts. Yes. Yes. Um, and he's also been doing this fun thing where he's just, like, deciding not to play games for no apparent oh, reason. So, yeah, there's no reason for that. Not he's just that anybody can not? ascertain. So guess what they've added to this mix? Have you heard about this? I have not. Please tell me. Why would you sign someone like that? Because he's a really good basketball player. Only when he chooses to be. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they've added the beard himself, James Harden. Oh! <gasps> So, wow. speaking of egos the size of a house. How do they fit all three of those guys in one building? That is literally what I said <laughs> when I found out. Yeah. Wow. Even a regulation court, how do you hold all that? I have no idea. So, wow. so this is one of the, so this is a thing to watch. If, if the Nets can get all three of those guys somehow working together. <laughs> They're going to beat the pants off fucking everybody in the league. But that if, it's a large that if, if is, a, a, is a yeah really, really big if. Yeah. And they've got a brand new head coach who has never coached before. Never coached oh, anything? Oh, wow. Who's a former. Oh, wow. No, not, not as far as I know. Steve Nash. He's a, he's a fa- former Hall of Famer oh. basketball player. So he knows how to play. So talk about trial by fire. Uh-huh. Get these three guys to work together. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me, Nancy, in the history of the NBA, has one team member ever started a physical fight with another team member? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it wouldn't be the first. Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr. <laughs> oh. Uncle Steve? Yeah. Well, what then. did Uncle Steve do? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Uncle Steve. Cousin Steve. Um, but, but yeah, no, he uh, has a temper, so... I'm sure he, uh, they, yeah, it's a whole story. I'll have to look it up and, and tweet an article you about know, it. You know, we, so that's the NBA. We right might now. have to have a conversation at some point about, about the way that sports teams choose their coaches. Oh, yeah. We should I don't do know that. how, I don't know how you hire a coach at the highest level of the sport who's never been a coach. Who's before. never coached? Because not, <laughs> okay, so not all, co- yeah, I'm actually, I, I mean, I believed Nancy, but I was, yes. I, it, I was also filled with disbelief. So, yeah, no, because yeah. I can't, because I just can't fathom why you would hire somebody again at that level with no mm-hmm. coaching experience. And he has. Do you think other people no may have turned down experience. that job? Maybe. So the thing, the thing though, is like the Brooklyn Nets are a historically terrible team. So they kind of had nothing to lose. Mm. So they got Kyrie and KD, who wanted to go to the team together. They wanted to be in on, like, a rebuilding with them. Mm -hmm. I think they promised them lots of say in, like, how many games you're going to play, how you're going to play them, who else you get to play with. Whether you're going to play, apparently. apparently. Yeah. Um, And then they somehow got James Harden. I know they traded away a lot of pieces to get James Harden. So one of the other problems they're going to have is that their bench is real thin now Mm, because they like put it all into these top three guys. And then Steve Nash, you know, like he's a really well-known player. Like he was a really good player. So they're, they're betting on him understanding the game really well. Uh, 
And I think he, I, I don't know his history that well, but I think he was known as like a sort of like nice get along kind of guy who like was good on a team. Yeah. So there's an element there, but it's not the same as coaching. Like yeah. being a good team player is not the same as coaching. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a gamble on the Nets part. Like it's a big, big gamble, so, but I think they really had nothing to lose. Apparently Nash was a part-time consultant with the Warriors for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's consultant. True. Yeah, yes, part time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we can see how that develops. I'm particularly yep. interested. Yeah, uh, in yeah. That should now. be uh, that should be some entertaining. Yeah. Games. Either they're going to be amazing, or they're going to be just a shit show, and I can't <laughs> wait to watch either, either way. way. Yeah. Either way is fun. All right. Yeah, the well, Warriors play the Nets next week. I think. Oh, awesome! Uh, yeah, pencil that on my calendar. Let me All try. Right. Well, that was very amusing, Nancy. Now, Rebecca, it's your turn. Amuse me with stories oh, of men's hockey. Um, so, <laughs> so one of the reasons I was asking about like league realignment is because that's been a big issue for the NHL. Um, so mm, mm-hmm. the yeah. the Canadian ministers of health of all of the various provinces have been like, "Fuck you, we're not traveling." You're, you Americans and people who live in America are not allowed in our country. So, and who can blame oh, them? No, certainly oh. not me. No, no blame <laughs> here. Um, but so what they had to do was realign the league to make different divisions. So, right. So they've now made a Canadian division, which is the, I think they're called the North. Wait a minute. I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the North. Um, and then they kind of had to cherry pick from the other divisions to to make three other divisions. And so mm-hmm. every team is only playing within their division in order to minimize travel um, until right. the playoffs when presumably they're going to do another bubble. So, so it's kind of interesting. Like the Pacific um, is – mostly the Pacific and the Metro are the ones that are mostly intact. And the Pacific is, is the one that the sharks are in. That was primarily like fully West coast and the Metro has been fully East coast. Um, But there were three Canadian teams in the Pacific. So they had to essentially replace those teams with other ones. So the Atlantic division and the central got broken up into these other, these other divisions. So it's, it's a little bit weird, right? So the mm-hmm. the Caps and the Flyers, for example, they play each other a lot every year because they're always in the same division. They're always in the Metro. They're in the same division mm-hmm. now in the East. But now the East also includes the Bruins and the Sabres, who mm-hmm. we historically don't play quite as often. And now both of those teams are going to play each other eight times in this 52 game season 54 game season whatever it is so it's going to be i think one of the things we're going to see here is some some increased rivalries like the number of times the caps and the flyers play the penguins Mm -hmm. that's gonna i think it's gonna it's gonna heat some things up um i think we're gonna see some new rivalries develop as well um but it's it's just kind of a weird it's a weird thing. Like if you only follow one team, like a normal human being, <laughs> you're going to see a far fewer opponents this year than you normally would. Um, 
have they shortened the season too? So it's a lot. Yeah, of yeah. It's normally an eighty-two game season, and this year I think it's fifty-four. Um, so and we're only a few games in. Like the Flyers are playing their third game right now, and apparently just absolutely whiffing it. So I'm okay with the fact that I'm missing it. <laughs> so how bad does this suck for like Vancouver and Calgary, who have to like travel east? All the time. Yeah. For the, I mean, for the Canadian teams, they have it the worst because, you know, M- yeah. Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa have to fly to the West Coast and um, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver have to fly to the East Coast. Um, yeah. It's odd that they just didn't kind of consolidate them all in one place. I guess it's too, too long. Yeah. Like it's yeah. too big of a time yeah. span to yeah. do that. Because if they were going to consolidate, they were going to do it with the league. Yeah. Um, and and so if you look at a map, they they tried to do you know Canada West Central, but then but then the the, the East the East is like right the the East is like your mm-hmm. uh, this is a really good that's really a very good helpful visual. hand gesture for our right viewers. exactly <laughs> so <laughs> so if the East is my palm. They uh-huh. have cut out which is facing They've us. cut out the middle of the east to be a division and then their teams from the top from the north and the south in the other division. So like mm. wait, so how many total divisions in four. Canada? Oh, no no no, one uh-huh. division in Canada, four divisions in the league. Uh-huh. Right? So the Lightning who are in Florida are in the same league or in the same division as um, the Red Wings in Detroit. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. in between there... Um, okay, so you're talking about the east of... Uh, the whole eastern division, yes. not the east of yes, Canada. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm okay. sorry. That's where I was losing um, it. So it's like, it's like they took the whole east, but then cut out the center with Boston, mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and, and made that its own little division. And then... And then the top and the bottom are a division. I, I, I don't get it. Like, if you're, if you're making it geographic, why wouldn't you just chop the East Coast in half and have a Northeast and a Southeast? My guess would be, you know, markets and rivalries and stuff. Like, they're trying to take advantage of those. It could very well don't be. don't usually happen as often. It could very well be. I, I'm also wondering if it's about the travel. Like, if you're in the... New York, New Jersey, D.C., Pennsylvania region, you can pretty much take the train anywhere. So you could take a train. They can Mm -hmm. go by bus. They don't have to get on a plane. But if you're Mm -hmm. going from, um, you know, Buffalo, New York, you're going to have to get on a plane anywhere. And if you're going from Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, you have to get on a plane anywhere. So I wonder if if it's related to that as well. Like those... Those extremes, the north and south of the East Coast, we're going to have to get on a plane either way, and the middle doesn't. I don't know. Um, it's but it's weird. Um, it's gonna. It's already going to take some getting used to because I'm I'm not used to being in the same division like as the Bruins. I just um, <coughs> wanted to cough. <laughs> Please, I yield the floor. <laughs> 
I just wanted to clarify because you had asked me how the how the NBA had changed their scheduling, and they they really haven't, but they did very slightly. And so I thought I would mention that they have, aside from dropping ten games, going from eighty two to seventy two, they are doing back to backs a lot mm. of the time. So looking at February for the Warriors, they've got Dallas, Dallas, San Antonio, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. They've, then they've got, but then it's not consistent. Right. It's Orlando, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Miami, Orlando, Charlotte. So like you can tell they're doing like an East Coast sort of swoop right. there. Swoop road there trip, it is. Road trip, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, that, so there was some effort <laughs> to like... You tried. They, yeah, there was some awareness of, of kind of... Yeah. You know, play a couple games yeah, back, but, back, but I don't know. These not... half measures are just like, yeah, that's how we're in this mess in right? the first place. Is we tried to half ass yeah. it, and... and we know how well that's going. Yeah, yeah. The the it's NHL great. is doing back to backs. So I've watched three Caps games now, and two and a quarter Flyers games. And the F- Flyers' first two games were against the Sabers. And the Caps next two games are against the Sabers, and mm-hmm. or maybe I, or maybe no, I have that I have that background. <laughs> I have that backwards. The Flyers' first two games were against the Penguins, and the Caps' f- first two were against the Sabers, and then they flip flopped. And so, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. And and for the Stars, they are now in the same division as the Tampa Bay Lightning which is the team that they lost to in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Uh, so that's fun. Assuming both teams go to the playoffs, they could play each other 21 times this season, which is just oh, fucking wow. absurd. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. But that's going to be that's going to be an interesting season for them. I mean, at a minimum they're going to play each other 8 times. Yeah. So the Pacific Division mm-hmm. Has got what the Anaheim Ducks, the LA Kings, the San Jose Sharks, the Golden Knights, Golden Knights, the um, Coyotes, the Ki- Arizona Coyotes. Are they so, there? Or so they those those five teams were already uh-huh. in the Pacific. The Pacific lost right. the Flames, the Canucks, and the Oilers, and picked up okay. the St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Minnesota Wild. Okay, so the Avalanche or the Blues are going to win that, and everybody else in there is going to suck. Oh, the Aces, I guess. There's the or the Golden Knights. Sorry, wrong sport. <laughs> That's all right. I still call them the Aces because of the check please web comic. <laughs> yes, I. But but the thing is, the WNBA team in Vegas is actually I know, called I know. the Aces. Yeah. So it's extra confusing. But you know what? If you say the Aces, yes. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, great, good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I so the so the Avalanche, the the Golden Knights and the Blues. The Blues, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think the Avs are going to win the Pacific. That'd be yeah. nice. I, I I'm feeling pretty good about them as yeah. my backup team cuz bless the Sharks. I'm not feeling good about them this year. I haven't even seen anything about them. It's for the best. Yeah. That's uh, really uh, I haven't seen any I've seen I think one Western Conference game so far. So I, I can't tell you anything mm-hmm. about the West. 
Now, the reason That's I've funny. only seen one Western con- Conference game so far is because the Avs' first game was at like 10.30 at night, and I'm sorry, that's past my bedtime. And because <laughs> in the lead-up to the season, 17, that's 1-7, members of the Dallas Stars tested positive for COVID. Oops. Good old Texas. Yeah. Yeah, 17 of them tested positive. So they shut down all of their facilities for several days. Um, they no practice and they postponed all of their games. Well, not all of their games. I'm sorry. They postponed the first week and a half of games. So the stars haven't had their opener yet. They open this wow. Friday. Um, no, no idea when those postponed games are going to happen, how they're going to fit them into this teeny, excuse me, teeny tiny season. Um, wow, sounds like baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it's 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 weird looking at their roster right now and not recognizing half fully half of the people on it. Fully hey, half. It of worked them. out really well for the Marlins. So oh, yeah. You know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it means the 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 players are getting some extra rest. I don't know. Um. But that'll be interesting. And you know what? In fact, they're not even in the West this, this season. They're in the Atlantic, which means they're going to be mostly on East Coast time. And so, every, see, everything's confusing. I'm used to Dallas being in the <laughs> how, Central. And now they're in the Atlantic. How does... So St. Louis is in the Pacific Division, yeah. but Dallas is in the Eastern? Yeah. At, at some point, they just had no, to... Dallas is in Atlantic. Darts. There is right, the, that's Eastern. No, but there is an East Division. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Dallas is one of those that's in the like the bottom half but, of the East Coast, which isn't really the East Coast. Those are, okay, there's whatever, there's basically whatever. no like the there is a a named Central Division this year, but it's basically a blown up from the old Central. It's just totally different. So just, basically, just, they blinded blindfolded somebody, yes, and put them in front of a map. Yes. And gave them different colored darts and said, okay, anything that hits with a blue dart is Pacific. Yes. Anything See, that hits with a red dart is Atlantic. I almost think that the exact opposite of that happened. And there was so much arguing and so oh, much everything oh, that went into yeah. that, you know, yeah, just days and be. days and days until nobody knew what was going on anymore yeah. and just said, screw it. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, I don't know why people care about this, but like the big, some of the big hubbub this year is that the NHL is trying to make up ad revenue, of course, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, each division has a sponsor. So it's like oh, the, I heard about the this. Scotia North Division and some people <laughs> are flipping out of it. I don't like, who gives a single shit about that? Yeah, um, literally everything is sponsored now. Right? Um, and then... Um, there's a there's a sponsor on the helmet of every team and people are blowing up about that. And I'm like, have you watched other sports? Because the have other sports in the world, race? right? Their jerseys <laughs> are advertisement. Like everything yeah. they wear is an advertisement. And you're yeah. you're bothered by a sticker? Calm down, friends. Um I mean, plus plus it means they're saving jobs that way by keeping that ad revenue. So shut up. <laughs> To be fair, I do really hate the, like, human beings as advertising space yeah. piece oh, sure. of sports. Yes. But, but yeah, it's, they, 
the hockey fans are being precious about it, given yes. how all of the rest of the sports <laughs> well, have already gone. Well, and also, have you watched an international hockey game? Because they've got shit all their on their I jerseys. Haven't. Yeah. Okay. Um, so everybody just needs to calm down. Um, possibly I need to calm down about them calming down and I'm going to work on that this week. Okay. We got a goal. Yeah. That's good. Um, so there is one more thing that I wanted to bring up because it's very exciting. And then, I mean, it's exciting for me. I don't know if you guys are going to care, but you're going to have yes, to hear about we it. We absolutely anyway. will. We can pretend. <laughs> Thank you. So, sure. Um, Nolan Patrick was a top three draft pick a couple of years ago. Um, he was, he was playing amazingly well. And then in April of 2019, he played his last game for nearly two years. He missed the entirety of last season with a migraine disorder. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's a young guy. He's, I don't know, 23, 24 he can't even be 24. Um, and he started like towards the end of, or towards what ended up being the end of last season, he started coming to practices and like skating on the ice with some of the team after practice was over. Um, but the Flyers first game of this season, he was back in full lineup. Um, so it's his first game in 652 days. Holy um, shit, Rebecca, that is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> um, and in his first two games back, he's gotten a goal and an assist, which oh, right no. now has him on a point per game basis, which Hot that actually, damn. Thank you. Which if that continues would put him in the top like top 10 of players in the league. For the, the top season. 10 you say? The top 10. <laughs> so That's welcome true. back nolan patrick <laughs> welcome back nolan patrick well, no one is just excited. about the most exciting thing i've heard all year <laughs> all year all 17 days yep yep <laughs> Listen, it is one of the few good things that's happened so far in 2020. No, that's that's true. Fair. At least I got to be excited about something that's good. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Gritty still exists. Yes. Gritty is amazing. And he has been at the games and like... Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Travis Konechny scored a hat trick in the last game and Gritty actually threw a hat onto the ice. Yeah. The only <laughs> hat that made it onto the ice because there are, of course, no fans. No fans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Normally people throw actual physical hats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I should not be surprised at that. Yeah. They throw actual physical Especially hats. Especially in Philadelphia. And then, they, and then frequently they, they, don't throw their they get collected and donated. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, nice. that's good. Yeah. So no, no fans... For the NBA, no fans for the NHL or any of the women's sports. The NFL, on the other hand, sure does have fans in the stands. They <laughs> do sure they do. now? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. Guess what? I still don't care about football. <laughs> well, we are going to have to care a little bit about football because the season finale is coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. Can we just have Brittany do it for us? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I care about the season finale of football. Who who's who's who's? In oh, it? I haven't the foggiest. Um, I just care about it being entertaining when it's on. I don't care about who wins it. Uh, it's going to be Kansas City. Oh no, we still don't know who it's going to be. There, yeah, are, I was going to say there are a couple teams time. left in it. Who's left? 
um, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is the the quarterback there. He Mahomes. did real good last year. Mahomes? I thought it was Mahomes. No, I think it was Mahomes because we we watched that game because yeah, they played the the red and gold versus um, the red and gold. Yeah, it was very confusing. Poor Let's plan. see. Yeah, the Buccaneers, Packers, Bills, and Chiefs are still in. Um, I think it would actually be nuts if it was the Raiders versus the Bucks, another L.A. Tampa <laughs> face off. No, I want the Packers to go. They should. They yeah, should yeah, we like the Packers. We do. Um, actually. Mahomes played in a game yesterday. Yesterday, um, mm-hmm. he took a, a real bad hit. Oh um, no! It actually, actually, you watch it, and it it doesn't look bad. It looks a little bit awkward, but he is visibly shaky and like without balance Ooh. as he tries to stand up. That's um, not good. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it, it was genuinely scary to watch. Um, yeah, so they, so I don't think they've announced, I mean, it's probably a concussion, but I don't think they've announced mm-hmm. officially what his, um, mm-hmm. yeah. prognosis is. And you know, the, the NFL is not like the NHL. They'll actually tell us it's a pinched yeah. nerve or it's a concussion. The NHL would be yeah. like, he hurt himself. That's all we're telling you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Okay. So, go Packers. This, yes, this Sunday is, those two games are played, and then the season finale is on the 7th, February 7th. Yeah, that's right, I can't cheer for the Bucks because of Tom Brady. Oh, is that where he is now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a Packers team on this podcast. Yep, yep. All the cheese. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and More they actually do. Everyone. They like do actual good charitable works and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. They're, they're like a legit good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're. Am I remembering correctly that Brittany told us that they are the only like fan owned? Yeah, team? Yep. yeah. I think we talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I just remembered I'm supposed to be driving this bus. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything else for us, Rebecca? I do not. Okay. Well, uh, we will uh, reconvene probably after the, uh, I don't know, when is the season finale of football? It's in, like, February, the right? The 7th. Okay. Yeah. Well, everyone who enjoys that, you have fun with that one. Rachel will we watch the commercials. Any... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might reconvene after, after uh, like, maybe maybe next week after we've watched a few NWHL games, maybe. Um, that might be yeah. good. We can see about that. Maybe. Just going to keep yeah. talking about yeah. yeah. So, Rebecca, can you tell the people where they can find us? Oh, I was not prepared for this question. <laughs> the question we ask you every time you were not I, prepared for. We haven't done this in a while. Give me some it's slack. True. It's um, true. It so, was such a good moment of, like, we all studiously ignored saying anything about it for yep. a solid month. Yep. It was amazing. It, was it really was. silence. And, and, and... Then when we did finally message each other, we had all planned to message each other like that day or the yeah. next day. So we it was it was very clear we just needed that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we are on Twitter at foulpuckpod, on Instagram at foulpuckpodcast, and you can always email us at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com. 
Great. And I would like to thank Joe for doing our editing as well as Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And I would like to request, encourage, uh, suggest that if you enjoy this podcast, you go and leave us a five-star review on the platform of your choice, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or whatever the fuck you're listening to us on, Podbean, I don't know what's Stitcher. up. Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. Um, and tell your friends and let them know they should listen to. Uh, and you know what? Even if you don't like us, please spread the word because <laughs> some people out there like us and they should know about us. I, so that's your New Year's resolution. <laughs> tell a friend you know about what? Fall Pump I do, I do also have to tell you guys that um, I was talking with my one of my mother's friends about the fact that we mm. had a podcast and she's yeah. like, she she said something about not listening to it. And I said, yeah, I know. My family is the only family who's not listening. <laughs> oh. And so now she's like, well, shit, I guess I have to listen. So, hi, oh, mom. Right. Who's that guilt? <laughs> hi, Rebecca's mom. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> All right. And on that note, we will sign off. I have been Rachel. I continue to be Nancy. And I'm Rebecca. And we'll see you next time. Bye.